Alright y'all, what is going on? This is your man L. Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. This is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. Today is going to be an NFL update. Uh, today I got a couple uh, divisional previews for you guys. My goal is to get through the rest of the NFL by Sunday. So today I'll be going over the NFC East as well as the NFC North. Uh, tomorrow I'll be going over the AFC East as well as the AFC South. And finally I will leave Sunday where I'll be going over the uh, the NFC South. Uh, so today, outside of the two previews, the two divisional previews, I'll also be going over last night's game between the Bears and the Packers as well. So let's get right into it. Like I said, I got this AFC, uh, this NFC East preview, excuse me. So we're going to start off with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, last year, uh, the Eagles would finish 10-8. and eight. They will also lose in the first round of the playoffs against the Saints. They will also go 4-2 uh, and two versus their division. Some key additions for them over the offseason. They were able to bring back wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. Last year, he caught 41 passes for 774 yards and also four touchdowns. They also brought in linebacker Zach Brown as well as running back Jordan Howard via the Bears. Uh, some key losses for them would be running back Jay Ajayi as well as uh, linebacker Jordan Hicks. But they are returning 18 total starters, including 11 on the offense and 7 on the defense. Of course, one of those being quarterback Carson Wentz. Last year, he threw for 3,074 yards for 21 touchdowns, seven, and seven interceptions, and he had a quarterback rating of 102.2. They also bring him back defensive lineman Fletcher Cox. He had a career-high 10.5 sacks last season. Now, by the numbers, uh, this team was okay offensively, uh, middle of the road in total offense. They would average 365.3 yards per game. That was good enough for 14th. Uh, they also, But they were 7th in passing with 267.2 yards per game. Uh, however, on defense, this was not a really great year or last year was not a great year for them they would finish 23rd in overall defense with 366 yards allowed per game and they were also 25th in turnover differential with negative six uh let's move on though uh some weak a strength for this team though going into the season i think it's going to be the offensive line now four of the starters are pro ballers left tackle jason peters you also got the center jason kelsey you also got the guard here brandon uh, brandon brooks excuse me and you also got right tackle Lane Johnson. However, Brooks and um Brooks and Peters are coming back from injuries, but they should be solid. They also drafted the heir apparent for Peters with Andre uh, Dillard. So look for that team to definitely get strong. Well, look for that the strength of that team to be on the offensive line. And really, I think the success of that offense is going to be hankering on that, uh, that experienced and noteworthy offensive line. Uh, weakness for this team, though, we have the linebackers. Uh, Jordan Hicks did leave during the last offseason. Uh, we got Pat Warlow, who was the only linebacker on the squad who has who has more than 10 starts uh, and he also missed all of last season with an ACL injury uh, they were able to sign LJ Ford uh, from the Steelers as some uh, death there but again nobody really sent it out there uh, again they they will be bringing some pressure with the offensive line, but they did lose one of their main tacklers, uh, Jordan Hicks, last year. Uh, and as far as how I see them finishing, I think this team uh, definitely, I think it made an improvement somewhat with Thomas Howard. I did like, actually, I'm sorry, Jordan Howard. I like the pickup there. Uh, my thing about this team, though, is I'm not too sure I'm 100% on their wide receivers. Uh, I like the addition of uh, Deshaun Jackson, but I think Nelson Aguilar is going to have to become a one. I think uh, they're also, actually, uh, they do have a solid tight end, too, with Zach Ertz. So, again, I think they're okay uh, offensively. 
Uh, I do think one of the issues, though, is definitely linebacker. They're going to have to get, get off the field as well as tackle well. And I'm not 100% sure about that. Uh, that uh, passing defense left a little bit to be desired as well. So they do have some holes on defense, but offensively, they should be something should be fine excuse me i think on the high end for this team though i think they do take a step down and you also got a year where carson went on the hot seat uh, i think for him he needs to, to really stick through and have a, a solid season meaning he, at least he stays healthy throughout it i think a good a good finish for this team uh, i think they do kind of take a step down or they could remain the same possibly 10 and 6 finishing the year uh, they, they're good enough to win a division again it's a little bit murky to say right now i kind of like dallas we'll get to them a little bit later uh, but again i do like the eagles chances however just with just with the questions that they have on defense, I could see them at the very lowest though on the on the rough end, finishing around eight and eight and nine of the playoffs. Uh, but let's move on to the Dallas Cowboys. They will go on to finish eleven and seven last year. And they would also go 5-1 versus the division, of course. They would end up winning the NFC East last year. Now, for them, uh, during the offseason, they were able to add defensive end Robert Quinn, who last year had 38 tackles. He also had 6.5 sacks, as well as two forced fumbles. They also brought in wide receiver Randall Cobb and also safety George Ioka. Uh, for some key losses for this team, though, they did lose one of their top wideouts, Cole Beasley. Uh, he had 65 catches last year, as well as si uh, 672 yards as well as three touchdowns they also lost linebacker Damian Wilson all right but the team is bringing back 21 total starters 10 on the offense 11 on the defense including Amari Cooper last year he had 53 catches for 725 yards and about six touchdowns and of course he was traded there uh, maybe six or seven games into the season so look for him those numbers to jump up with a full season and a full season of work and an offseason of work with Dak Prescott those numbers should definitely jump up uh, we have also linebacker Leighton Van Der Esch. of course, he led the team with tackles last year with 176. Now, by the numbers, the team looked like this. They finished last season 22nd in overall offense with 343 yards, oh, 343.8 yards per game. They also finished 10th in rushing with 122.7 yards per game. They were going to finish 7th in total defense with 329 yards allowed per game and also 5th in rushing defense with just 94.6 yards per game allowed. So, really good up front, really stout up front. They also have some linebackers that can tackle as well. Uh, but a strength for this team, I'm going to move to the Young Guns, and I'm referring to Dak and Zeke. Dak is considered to be on the hot seat this year, but has a record of 32-16 and 16 as a starter and has a, a quarterback rating of 96. Uh, he also has two divisional titles and two pro ball appearances. So, again, I think uh, the biggest criticism on him is, of course, he does not pass the ball exceptionally well. He has very few games when he's thrown for maybe 300 yards or more so i get that but he wins the game he does not turn the ball over a whole lot as well so i think that deserves some credit and i think he's one of the better leaders um on this squad and just in general and he's at the miss he's yet to miss a game throughout his career and he also has 14 game winning drives and this is the most by any quarterback in his uh, at least amongst active quarterbacks uh in their first three seasons so you have to give him something there he comes up clutch he does not give up and uh when he when he plays his hardest, generally the Cowboys win. So they can say what they want about Dak. And I'm not, I mean, I guess the biggest thing though is his numbers aren't great, but he's going to command a lot of money. But again, I think somebody like him, who's not a distraction off the field, who 
can actually play the game, uh, who can win the game for you. I, you know, he's might he might not be perfect, but again, how many? You know, there was there was, there's Hall of Famers with, with worse numbers than this guy. I'm pretty sure Terry Bradshaw has worse numbers than him. Joe Namath has way worse numbers than Dak Prescott, and they're both in the Hall of Fame. So again, if he keeps winning and he's a part of the reason why they win and not a part of the reason why they lose, pay him. Or, you know, he deserves to play somewhere else where he's going to get that shine. But he's definitely going to get that shine in Dallas. Uh, he might not get the, the big numbers that he wants in terms of a paycheck. But I think he wins. I mean, if he stays put in the Dallas, and, you know, Dallas is able to put some more pieces together and keep those pieces together for a little while longer, then this team, I think, uh, has a chance at one point to really compete in the playoffs. Uh, I think if you look at it top to bottom, they have one of the better defenses in the division. Uh, they also have the best running game in the division. Uh, they also have a pretty, uh, they have a good quarterback on top of that. But one weakness that they do have, though, is the secondary. Uh, they finished middle of the road. Uh, in overall pass defense at 13th uh, with 243 yards allowed per game, but they also tied for 26 in interceptions with nine. So again, they don't force a lot of turnovers and you can pass the ball somewhere on them. And they also lost a few pieces uh, over the law, the, over the la uh, over the off season, had to bring in some new pieces as well. So uh, look for that to be tested early that secondary. I'm not too sure how great it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be Achilles heel uh, per se, but definitely something that's holding them back. And as far as I think about how this team finishes, uh, why not 12, maybe even 13 wins? I think this division at the time is winnable enough for them. Um, the question is, how far can they get in the playoffs? That's always been the question for them. Um, this is a season where I would say they're pretty much the favorite. I had to think about it myself for at least a couple of days or so. Uh, but this is the division for the Cowboys to lose, especially this year. Uh, we're going to talk about Washington and New York in a little bit. You know, they're both on the down end. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get out of Philly. So, of course, you have to go with the Cowboys. That's usually the case every other year, except for the year, the year that the Eagles went to the Super Bowl, of course. Uh, Dallas is normally the favorite to win a division. The only question with them has always been, can they win those big games in the playoffs? And they haven't. So can Dak do that? That'll that'll really justify whether or not uh, he should be on the hot seat or not. Uh, let's move on. We're going to move on to the Giants. Last year they would finish the year five and eleven, and just one and one and five, excuse me, versus their division. Uh, some key additions for them will be quarterback Daniel Jones. Of course, that was through the draft. Uh, they will also get safety Antoine Bethy and also safety Jabril Prep, uh, Peppers. Uh, some key losses for this team, though, of course, was would be OBJ. They also lost a couple uh, linebackers here. They lost uh, line, uh, con linebacker Connor Barwin and also Olivier Vernon, one of their best linebackers. He went off to the Browns, and we already know about that. I talked about that uh, when I talked about the, uh, the Browns the other day. Uh, now, the Giants are bringing back 16 starters, nine on the offensive side of the ball, also seven on the defensive side, including running back Saquon Barkley. Of course, he will win Rookie of the Year. Uh, he will rush for 1,307 yards, also 11 touchdowns. Uh, they're also bringing back Alec Ogletree. The linebacker had five total interceptions last year, which led the team uh, by this uh, by the numbers uh, that the Giants would finish 17th in total offense with 
356 yards per game. They also finished 11 in passing, though, with 252.9 yards a game. Uh, they finished uh, with a low rushing total. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, they finished 24th in overall defense with 371 yards uh, allowed per game. And he also finished tied for 30th in sacks. They just pulled off 30 throughout the season. Uh, the strength for them is going to be there at the running back spot. Of course, they have Saquon Barkley, Barkley, the rookie of the year. They will also go on to add death with Rod Smith. They also got Paul Perkins coming back from injury. So uh, he'll be backed up. They got one of the best running backs, I would say, outside of Ezekiel Elliott, uh, at least in that division. And I think I think running the ball, as long as the offensive line is there, which we will talk about in just a second. Uh, let's talk, let's get into this offensive line. Now, the offensive line, um, this is definitely the weakness of this team, and this will this might even come back to haunt this team. Uh, they already gave up 44 sacks last season, which was pretty high. Uh, they also they also only uh, allowed well they only helped to produce 103 rushing yards per game. So uh, Saquon Barkley had a high total number of yardage, but uh, his yards per game average was not that high. And again, that's a, a key indicator of a failing offensive line. Uh, they have some questions to answer at the right tackle position uh, as of now i'm pretty sure they do have a starter but again it's it's definitely somebody uh that they weren't sure about they had to work on this pick i mean again there's nobody really there on that offensive line that stands out except for maybe nate solder uh so again they have some questions there on that offensive line i think that's going to definitely hold this team back as far as how they finish this year i think on the high end maybe you can get um another 5 and 11 6 and 10 season out of this squad uh, maybe you can finish 500 uh, at the low end definitely we're looking at three to four wins again i don't see where this team improved in a lot of ways i see where it lost a lot of different pieces especially linebacker wise uh lost odell beckham jr there's no real receivers there i believe they have golden tape that's not going to get it done uh they have no real uh you know, outstanding or a tight end that stands out there in terms of the passing game. So again, you just have Eli Manning and like I said, Golden Tate. Uh, defensively, they lost a lot of different pieces there, like I said. Uh, so again, this team is not looking that great going into next year. All right, let's move on to the final team here. We have the uh, Washington Redskins. Last year, they were finished seven and nine overall. They were also going to finish two and four in the division. Uh, some key additions over the law, over the offseason would be safety Landon Collins. They got him from the Giants. Last year, he had 97 total tackles. They also got guard Eric Flowers as well. Uh, but some key losses for this team, of course, would be wide receiver Jamison Crowder. Uh, they're decent uh, slot receiver who got a lot of passes over over the years and they also lost safety haha ha, clinton Dix. Uh, but the skins are bringing back 20 starters 11 on the offense nine on the defense including running back adrian peterson uh, last year he ran for 1042 yards and seven touchdowns they're also bringing back ruben foster at the linebacker spot who led the team last year with a, in tackles with 168 uh, let's move on to this team and by the numbers it was a very harsh year for them uh, they were finishing at the bottom in many offensive stats, including, of course, overall offense. They would just average 299.7 yards per game, so not even 300. Uh, they also finished 20. They will also finish 28th in passing, which is 188.8 passing yards per game. So they're not even. They didn't even amass 300 yards per game. They couldn't even amass amass, uh, you know, at least 200 20 yards passing per game. So you know, and of course, we already know the situation uh, with the 
quarterback, Alex Smith going down. Of course, had to go through Colt McCoy, who got injured too. So there's a lot of issues there. Uh, they finished 17th in overall defense with 353.4 yards allowed per game, but they would finish tight, uh, tied for ninth in interceptions with just 15. Uh, one of their strengths, though, is going to be the defensive line. Uh, we have Jonathan Allen that started all 16 games last year. Uh, he was also second in, second in sacks on the team with eight. They're also bringing back Matt Ioannidis, uh, who finished third on the team with sacks with 7.5. So you do have some sack artists on this defensive line. The Skins were seventh in sacks last year uh they had 46 altogether so again they can definitely get to the sack uh they can actually they could probably do this again this year uh they were 17th in run defense though with 117 yards allowed so again that's something to look at there uh they finished decently enough against the rush uh so again i think this team definitely has a shot defensively if that that D-line can stay healthy. But one weakness that they do have, of course, we're just going to just say it, it's the elephant in the room for them, will be the quarterback position. Uh, there was no word yet on Alex Smith's return. Of course, he suffered that very devastating, I believe it was a neck injury last season. Uh, of course, uh, there's been much to say negatively about Washington's, you know, health and, you know, health staff. Uh, so there's no guarantee, again, like he makes it back. Uh, they've also drafted Dwayne Haskins to potentially replace him, though, in the first round. Uh, the Redskins did trade for Case Keenum as well last year. He threw for 3,980 yards. Uh, he also had 18 interceptions, uh, 18 touchdowns, excuse me, but he threw for 15 interceptions as well. 18 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 81.2. Uh, they also do have Colt McCoy, uh, who so far through his career has thrown for over 5,000 yards. He also has 29 touchdowns, but he does have 26 interceptions and a quarterback rating of 78.9. So, and for this team here, I mean, it's it's simple. This team, I don't think this team makes it to 500 this year. I think this is going to be a struggle. This is probably a three and 13, two and 14 type of squad. Um, they do have some positive spots here on the defensive line, but again, they lost one of their top slot receivers. Um, I'm not too sure. With again, uh, this team is bringing back Darius Geis in the running game, uh, but it looks like Adrian Peterson might be the starter going into the year. Uh, there's you just don't know what you're going to get from the quarterback position. Alex Smith has not come back, so you're going to have to go with the rookie or maybe Case Keenum. You know what you're going to get from Case Keenum or Court McCoy. So, sorry. Sorry, Skins fans. Sorry to my family that's out there and fans of this team. It's hard. I, I could I could tell you now. Uh, but... This team is not going to go anywhere this season. I'm going to be honest right. I'm going to be honest right now. We're going to call it 2 and 14, 3 and 13. Sorry y'all. This it's a bad year. All right y'all. I'm going to call it a quick break and when I come back, I'll be going over the NFC North. Of course, I got Thursday's night's action to go over as well, but I will be right back soon. All right. back we're gonna break down the nfc north for a little bit we're gonna start off with the chicago bears last season they will finish 12 and 5 overall and also 5 and 1 versus the division some key ads for them over the offseason was wide receiver cordell patterson they also brought in high high clinton dicks from washington last year he had 66 total tackles at the safety position uh some key losses for them however will be adrian amos he will go on to their rival the packers and he was started he started all 16 games for the team last year that they do bring back 19 total starters 
10 on offense, also 9 on defense, including running back Tariq Cohen. He ran for 444 yards. He also put up three touchdowns. He also go on to catch 71 passes for 725 yards and also five touchdowns. They will also bring back linebacker Khalil Mack, who led the team with 12 and a half sacks. Now, looking at this team by the numbers, it was not that bad. They will go on to finish 21st in overall offense. Uh, they will uh, average 343.9 yards per game. They also uh, they will also finish 11th in the rush. Uh, they would uh, finish with 121 averaging. They finished averaging 121 uh, yards per game on the ground. They will also go on to finish third in total defense, just giving up 219.7 yards a game. They also finished in points allowed, which is 17.7. They also go on to finish first in interceptions with 27. Uh, one of the strengths for this team, I'm just going to say the linebacker position as well as the just the entire defense. Roquan Smith was a leading tackler. He had 121. They also got a 100 tackle season from Danny Trevathan at the linebacker spot. He had 102 overall. The Bears were going to lead the league in uh, rush defense with just 80 yards given up per game. They also lead the league in takeaways with 100. Sorry, with 36. So this game, uh, this team can not. This team does not only bend, uh, it doesn't break, and it also takes the ball away as well so uh, if this team could just get a little bit of offense i mean you ain't no telling what, where they could go but uh the weakness for this team the one big weakness for this team outside of the quarterback position because i know everybody's going to talk about mr Trubisky, especially since last night and i'll get to that in just a second since we're going over the nfc north uh but um their biggest weakness, I think, is going to be in the special teams department. They did end up replacing Cody Parkey with Chris Blewett, Cody Rafford. Um, they were also bringing punters John Barron III, and they were also bringing Elliot Fry to return kicks. They don't really have a starter just yet, or those that situation worked out in terms of special team, well, in terms of punt and kick returning. Uh, but the kicking situation is also not uh, completely figured out, and we already know what happened to them last year. And that's how they got lost. That's how they got beaten in playoffs. They missed the field goal. So again, they did not address that fully. Uh, they got a really a bunch of different guys in there. They're trying to hodgepodge it, and that's not going to work. We'll see how far they can get. Uh, we're going to move on to the Green Bay Packers, of course, because they played last night. Uh, so let's get right into it. Uh, last year they would finish six nine and one. Of course, that being with a tie, they would go on to finish one four and one versus their division. Some key ads for them over the offseason would be Zadarius Smith. Last year, he was uh, Baltimore's sack leader. They also brought in, like I said before, safety Adrian Amos. Some key losses for them would be linebacker Clay Matthews. He was their all-time sack leader with 83 and a half. They also lost wide receiver uh, Randall Cobb. Uh, but they are returning 17 starters, 10 on the offense, 7 on the defense, including wide receiver Devontae Adams. Last year, he caught 111 passes for 1,386 yards. He also caught 13 touchdown passes. They also bring back one of the top linebackers in the league, in my opinion, and Blake Martinez. He would go on to have 147 tackles last year. He also had five sacks as well. Uh, by the numbers, this team will finish 12th in overall offense with just 370 yards. Of, uh, they 
where they averaged 370 yards per game. They also finished ninth in passing with 265 yards per game, uh, but they did give up 53 sacks last season and that was tied for 29th, so they did not do a great job of protecting uh, Aaron Rodgers last year, and it showed. Uh, they were going to finish 18th in overall defense, and they also tied for 8th in uh, sacks last, but they were also tied uh, for 8th in uh, sacks last season with 44. Now, of course, the main strength of this team is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Last year, he would throw for over 4,000 yards. He had 25 touchdowns. He only threw in the two interceptions. He also had a 103.1 quarterback rating. The problem with that team, of course, is they just didn't win a whole lot of games. And that was the biggest issue. Moving on to the biggest weakness of this team. Of course, with this one, it's going to be special teams with this team as well. Uh, they ranked last in special teams last season. Kicker Mason Crosby was 23rd in field goal efficiency, which is an 81% completion percentage. Punter J.K. Scott tied for 26 in net punt average, which is 38.8 as a rookie. And the team hired a new special teams coach uh, named Sean Meninga. So there's some changes that need to be made there, obviously. And uh, so far, that's their biggest weakness. Everything else should be on fire. Um, I think this team is going to compete with the Bears, of course, for the top spot in the division. Um, I think they definitely made some really key additions uh, last uh, or over the offseason. Uh, they, I think they pretty much uh, filled up. They, I think they addressed their biggest concerns. Uh, but we're gonna break them. We're gonna break down the game these two teams had last night. Uh, of course, the Packers won that game ten to three. Um, I'm definitely not gonna let this game really. Um, influence me about who might win this division because I really didn't see a whole lot of great football from either team. Uh, of course, like I said, the Packers will go on to finish 10 to, uh, well, go on winning the game 10 to 3, but let's just break down the stats real quick. Aaron Rodgers did not have a particularly great game. He would go 18 to 30 and just threw for 203 yards. He just threw for the one touchdown, that being a Jimmy Graham. Uh, we also uh, got Valdez Scotland, their wide receiver, getting 52 yards. So again, um, I, maybe and maybe it's because of the Bears' defense, but I, you know I was not blown away by what Aaron Rodgers just did. Uh, I obviously saw that there was not a whole lot of a running game to be had. Aaron Jones was non-existent. But the thing, the same thing could be said on the Bears' side. Uh, again, both defenses played very well. One one takeaway that I took from the game is both defenses came to play. Of course, uh, the Packers' defense was able to get a couple sacks. They also picked off Mr. Trubisky one time. Uh, they only allowed allowed uh, Mike Davis, the Bears starting running back, to get 19 yards in a round. Uh, again, Allen Robinson led all receivers, though, with 102 yards. Uh, and Mitchell, Mitch Trubisky, for what it's worth, outside the interception, um, he didn't do terribly. Uh, but again, the interception at the wrong part of the game just, just sealed it for them uh, again that that will be a I think that will be somewhat of a problem for the Bears they're gonna have to be able to score more uh, but for the Packers I still think they need to be more balanced as well I mean 10 points is not a whole lot um, of course you're playing with a very solid defense who's not gonna give you a whole lot of points this is pretty much how a lot of the Bears games are going to go this season especially with the offense that they have but again i really was not blown away or impressed by green bay's running game um i really wasn't uh, blown away by their receivers as well 
So again, there's there's questions that can be had uh, for both of these teams, but I, it, it'll pretty much the division will pretty much come down to those to this matchup and probably their second matchup over the course of the year. Uh, but let's move on. Uh, we're going to be breaking down the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Vikings would finish last year 8-7, and also they would finish with a tie, that being to the Green Bay Packers. So 8-7-1, they will go on to finish 3-2-1 uh, against the division. Uh, some key ads for them over the offseason will be guard uh, at guard they got Joe, uh, Tom excuse me Tom Compton last year he started 14 games last season they also brought in guard Mike Reimers he started all 16 games last season some key, a key loss for them though however will be defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson last year he had 40 total 49 excuse me total tackles and also four and a half sacks uh, but they are bringing back uh, they are bringing back excuse me 19 total starters nine on the offense 10 on the defense of course they're bringing back their kicker and their punter as well a couple of those uh those star returners are going to be wide receiver adam Thielen. Thielen, uh last year he caught 113 passes for 1373 yards he also caught nine touchdown passes as well they're also bringing back kicker dan bailey who went 30 or 31 on his extra point attempts and went 20 or 28 in terms of field goals and added 93 points to that team as well uh by the numbers this team will finish 20th in overall offense they averaged about 345 yards per game they also finished 13th in pass offense with 252 two yards per game they're going to finish fourth in total defense and then also ninth in points allowed which is 21.3 a strength of this team of course is going to be the wide receiver spot uh and just receiver in general the passing game uh adam Thielen and both stefan Diggs they combined for over 2,000 yards receiving also 18 touchdowns they also averaged 10 or more yards per catch on every play so uh both of these guys were phenomenal uh definitely a good re uh, well one of the main reasons reasons as why this team has been competitive over the last few years next to their defense this is part of the reason uh, as well they also have a capable tight end in Kyle, uh, Kyle Rudolph who last year got uh, 64 catches for 634 yards they also brought in four touchdowns they also drafted Irv Smith Jr. for some reassurance as well uh, but the one weakness for this team of course just like with many other teams here the special teams they let go of their top return specialist from last season Mars uh, excuse me Marcus Sherrells uh, kicker Dan Bailey uh, he did go uh, just four of nine on field goals between 40 and 49 yards so there is an issue there uh, it looks like Amir Abdullah their backup running back is likely to be their start their starting kick returner uh, again I don't think he has a whole lot of experience there so again that's going to be something new for him as well so they're bringing in a lot of new stuff there in Minnesota and definitely their coach is their coach Mike Zimmer is on the hot uh, seat this season he's always had great defenses on this squad uh there's been years especially even last year where you've seen uh, you know uh there's there's good things to say about the offense of course uh with the running with the excuse me with the raw receiver receiver stealing and also the uh, also stefan Diggs. their issue in, in terms of my opinion uh it's always been running the ball they don't have really any elite running backs that's gonna has always been their issue offensively since at least adrian peterson since adrian peterson's been gone they've been having a tough time moving the ball consistently uh that's been their biggest deal here i think this team could finish why not with eight or nine wins? I don't think they finish near the top of the division. Well, I don't think they, of course, they finish about third in the division. Um, 
I don't think they're better than the Bears or the Packers at this moment. Uh, but again, they're a solid enough team to, to finish above 500 in my opinion. All right, y'all, we're going to finish this, uh, wrap this up for now. Uh, we're going to go over the Detroit Lions. Now, for the Lions last year, they were going to finish 6-10 and 10 overall, and they will finish 2-4 and four versus the division. Uh, over the offseason, they would bring in defensive and trade Flowers, who had the most quarterback pressures last season. Uh, they also bring in guard Ode Abushi and also cornerback uh, Rashawn uh, Melvin. And in terms of some key losses for this squad, they also they would lose uh, one of their top defensive ends, Ezekiel Anza. They also lost running back Garrett Blunt. He was a leading rusher. And they also lost guard TJ Lang, who was the best offensive lineman. They also lost safety Glover Quinn, who started all 16 games for the team last year. Uh, they are bringing back 17 total starters, 8 on offense. Oh, sorry, 16 total starters, 8 on the offense, 8 on defense, including wide receiver Kenny Galladay. Last year, he'd go on to catch 70 passes for 1,060. Three yards and also five touchdowns. They also bring him back safety Quadre Diggs. Uh, he had 78 total tackles and also three interceptions. Uh, by this number, uh, sorry, by the numbers, uh, the, the Lions would finish 24th in overall offense with 327.2 yards per game. They will go on to finish 25th in points uh, points per game. They averaged about 20 points per game there. They will finish 10th in overall defense, just allowing 335 yards game and he also uh, finished eighth in passing with 224.9 yards allowed per game uh, some strengths for this team will be the defensive line they will go on to add Damon Harrison and also Deshaun Hand they both combined for 50 tackles last season and also three and a half sacks uh, they also have Romeo Arcara uh, who led the team in sacks last year with seven and a half so definitely the defensive line is looking to get active next year but one of the weaknesses uh, for the squad is going to be at raw receiver they added Danny Amendola last year after his worst single season in his career he's 34 years old right now don't look for him to get any better uh, the, the tight ends just caught 45 passes in total as a unit so again they don't really have a whole lot of wideouts they don't have anybody standing out at the tight end position they did add Jesse James uh, from the Steelers over the offseason and they also signed TJ uh, Hawkinson via the draft so uh, they got some new faces there uh, in terms of the tight end position but they're definitely uh, missing out in terms of some real raw receiver talent. Um, a team like this, you know, I haven't I haven't seen them play just yet. Uh, but I, I think definitely, of course, this team finishes at the bottom of this division. Um, I don't see where they really challenge a whole lot. Last year they finished six and ten. I'm saying about the same five and eleven, maybe even uh, possibly seven and seven. I'm sorry, eight and eight. 79 maybe nothing to really write home about i don't see this team reaching nine wins this year uh too many holes on the raw receiver side of the ball uh there's some issues there on that defensive line they, they lost a couple pieces there too they really don't have a great pass rush uh they finished solidly on the defensive end i mean on the on terms of passing the ball passing the ball they have one of the best passing defenses in the league um but again that was i think that was contingent on that pass rush um but they are bringing in Trey Flowers, so that should help there. Um, but again, I think there's too many holes there on this team, especially offensively. They lost their leading rusher with LeGarrette Blunt. Um, they're bringing back Kerryon Johnson for his second year. I don't think he's an everyday back or every down back. So again, too many questions there for me. I, I see this team finishing about four and 12. 
all right y'all i'm gonna take another quick break and when i come back i got a couple new stories to go over um and then we'll wrap it all up all right y'all i'll be right back All right, y'all, I'm going to wrap this up for tonight with some news from around the league. Uh, we're going to start off in Dallas. Of course, Zeke and the boys have made a deal. After a 40-day holdout, the star running back has signed an extension for six years, 90 million bucks, 50 and a half. Fifty and a half million of that is going to be guaranteed. He's also given a seven million dollar signing bonus, and the first two years of the contract are free. There's also a bonus thirteen million dollar option coming up next season. Uh, I think this is a good move for both squads. Of course, it's a win-win. Uh, Zeke fills his pockets. Dallas gets to calm down one of their better players. They get to retain him for a good amount of time. There's six years to this contract. Eight, he's going to be on the squad for about eight years in total through the contract. So, again, I think, like I said, they get the running back. The Cowboys get the running back that they want for the future. And for now, uh, Zeke gets paid. Um, let's just break down some more info about this. Uh, of course, Zeke has led the league in yards per game for the, fast, for the past three seasons. So, that's Part of the reason why he's deserved it. He's also led the league in rushing yards for the past two years as well. You can't outbeat that. He's been better than Todd Gurley, better than uh, your boy Le'Veon Bell, and he stayed. Well, I'll tell you this: he hasn't necessarily stayed out of trouble, but you know, at least he ain't throwing nobody under the bus and all that. So he's aight. Uh, he also uh, caught 77 passes last year, if I'm not mistaken. That did leave running backs. Uh, so again, he's very versatile. Uh, he's he's able to run between the tackles, get some, uh, or actually run to the outside of tackles, run inside of tackles. So again, he's so dynamic on the field. I, you know, I give him a hard time because he's made some bonehead decisions. But again, I think he's one of the best running backs in the game that we have uh, right now. And the Cowboys, they definitely do need him on the squad. He's definitely important, an MVP for them because the Cowboys are 28 and 12 with him. So again, uh, the Cowboys, it's a, like again, it's a win-win. They got the running back, D got his money. And of course, last year, uh, he would finish, uh, finish the year with 1,434 yards and also six touchdowns. So again, the Cowboys, they're ready to go. They can not wait for, I know they can't wait for Sunday now so good look at uh good looking for Zeke and uh good luck to my Cowboys fans we'll see what y'all got this year uh moving on we got one last story here uh I got AB here AB and his mad drama I'm getting sick of it uh, the Diva wide receiver got suspended by the team, although he will be back uh, for Monday night's game against the Broncos for a verbal altercation with the GM, Mike Mayock. He actually threatened to sock him or get into some type of physical altercation. He made a, phys he made a physical threat to the GM. That's outrageous. This is crazy. Uh, but members of the front office, uh, it's already been kind of confirmed. They are actively searching to, well, they wanted to cut ties with the man. They, there's, there's some talk about maybe... Uh, not necessarily trades or anything like that, but definitely some type of significant suspension. There was some type of talk of that, and could probably and trying to void uh, 30 million off that contract, 30 million of that guaranteed money. So I don't, so I don't see how far that's gonna go. Um, but it looks like as of now, John Gruden has confirmed that he's gonna be playing. John Gruden, John Gruden just recently put out a dumbass quote about him referring to Antonio Brown, talking about he's so misunderstood. I don't buy it. I don't believe it. I'm done with the drama. 
as much as much drama as the Raiders have had over the years, I just want to see us perform. I don't care about Antonio Brown's issues. I don't care about his helmet. I don't care about his feet anymore. I don't care about what he's going through anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching this team struggle. I'm watching this team have you know the success that it's had, and I, I just think like this this guy takes away from it. He just he's just too distracting. And I would not be surprised, you know, uh, he's not protesting, he's not doing the same thing Colin Kaepernick is doing, but I would not be surprised if he fucked things up with the Raiders and will, and will find himself being quote-unquote blackballed like Colin Kaepernick eventually. Because this, this, his attitude, dude, the man, again, um, confronted Mayock for, uh, he was confronted by Mayock after posting on Instagram a letter from the team detailing $54,000 worth of fines. Like, come on, who does this? You gotta have some etiquette. You gotta have some some decency out here. I don't know what it's all about, uh, but he was not allowed at the facilities on Thursday. But like I get, like again, he's been you know he's been you know put back in the fold. He's looking to start on Monday. Ah. I don't know if I don't even know if a game when a touchdown in that game is gonna you know make things better. I mean, he, we're gonna have to have a whole season of him doing that, you know, for me to really sit there and think about this being remotely worth it. I, so far, I don't see where it's been worth it. Um, Brown did miss a walkthrough on August 22nd. He also missed training camp on August 18th, which led up to those fines. By the way, you can't skip practice. You can't skip walkthroughs. This is very important. If this was high school, you wouldn't be playing. You know, you mess around with the wrong coach, you'd be cut from the team. This is stuff we can't. You know, you shouldn't be allowed to do. But, you know, I guess when you you know you have so much talent, you you know you. You know, you get so much viewership in terms of social media. You drive so much social media influence. I guess people just, you know, let you get away with stuff. But again, I'm I'm done with it, and uh, I just hope we have some type of success during the season. Uh, if you know the the suspension itself, uh, because it was for conduct detrimental to the team, it could have lasted up to four weeks. I guess the Raiders don't want to take no chances, especially with week one. They plan a rival. They want to make sure that they have the best chance to win, I guess. Um, but again, if, if he's that crazy and if it's conduct detrimental to the team, maybe he don't need to be playing, man. Maybe that's maybe he needs to take a break. Maybe he needs to take a, a chance to sit back, smell the coffee, and realize why he's playing this game. I don't know, man. I, I'm just done with the drama. And uh, this is a team that I, you know, has been through so much drama because of the bad decisions that it's made, you know, through Demarcus Russell and just, you know, all that, the, the poor drafting throughout the decades. And just to see this happen to us, oh, man, right before we move to another city, this is this is ridiculous. As a fan, it's ridiculous. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm going to leave it like that. All right. Uh, all right, y'all. I will be back tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, like I said, I'll be breaking down the AFC East and also the AFC South. So everybody from the Colts to the Patriots, we'll be talking about everybody from there. Um, and also, we'll go off some college football as well. All right. But if you're looking to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on my Gmail at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. That is eljbutler75 at gmail.com. Once again, that is ljbutler75 at gmail.com. eljbutler75 at gmail.com. I also have an Instagram page and a Facebook page as well. You can find me on there at ljamahjani, E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D. J-A-N-I. Once again, that is L Jamar Johnny at E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D. A-D-J-A-N-I. That is on my Instagram and also the Facebook page. I also have a Facebook page for the show at Never Out of Bounds. I have links also there. So uh 
hit me up. Uh, do not be afraid to communicate with me. I respond back, and I will. I will. You will be hearing from me tomorrow night, guys. If anybody hasn't told you yet, uh, I love you. Peace out. One love, and I'll holla at y'all later.